Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat And let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back for another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I am here again with a special guest today. Deb Smith is a mom of one with one on the way. She is passionate about discipling her children into a loving and intimate relationship with the Lord. She is the host of Mama's Mission, the podcast. And Deb, thank you so much for joining us today. Any more you would like to add to that introduction? Thank you for having me, Sasha. Um, I guess to add, I'm from a little country called New Zealand, and it's our summer at the moment, so you can probably hear cicadas in the background. Um. I don't think there's anything really to add. I mean, other than the fact that this is something that God's put on my heart to disciple and inspire other mamas out there to disciple their kids, because I think it's something that we know that we probably should be doing, but we're not too sure how to navigate the whole thing. It's sometimes a little bit overwhelming. So yeah, that's where my heart is. And at the moment, I'm in the nesting stage because our son is due in a couple of months. So that's very exciting. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to add. That is awesome. I love it. I think it's so incredibly important to disciple our children. Um, Yeah. and, And like you had said, to an intimate relationship with the Lord. And that is just like, it's like such a breath of fresh air for me because even just the other day I was having a conversation with a friend and I feel like the world, at least a lot of the times we've seen in a lot of instances in growing up where I've seen is just this very legalistic, like religion that Mm -hmm. a lot of parents kind of force their children you will do it because I said so, or because this is what we do. And it really takes the intimate relationship out of it. And so I think it's really important. Um, and I have my own tips and my own ways of how I would encourage someone to disciple their children into this loving and intimate relationship with the Lord. But I'm curious from your perspective, how does that look for you? And what are some of the things that you do in your life or you encourage others to do to, to encourage this intimate relationship versus religion. I think you might, yeah, you make such a good point there. I think the key thing is to just be authentic and real with your kids and walk the talk. So it's really easy to say to them, you need to do this. You need to do that. But if you're not doing it yourself, um, it's kind of going to fall on deaf ears. 
So I really think that your kids need to see you in the word. They need to see you um, have having a real and authentic relationship with Jesus. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think living as an example is like the best way. Um, and growing up, like I grew up in the Mormon church for a period of time and it was very legalistic. Nothing in our home changed, but when we went to church, we were expected to like live according to certain standards. And I know a lot of friends, my husband included, who was raised in the Catholic church that was very, um, legalistic in its standards. In fact, the one he grew up in was they they like read scripture in latin and polish <laughs> and so wow. it's like they don't even know what they're saying you know the the congregation um by and large and and he just remembers like this stand up sit down all this other stuff and like you get married because you know you do this because um but there wasn't really much relationship in it for either of us growing up and i have friends that went to you know all girls catholic schools and you know, there was, there was a set of rules. And, and so, so much myself and my husband walked away completely from the church and religion and everything for a good chunk of our, you know, young adult to early adult life because of that, there was no relationship. And I see a lot of friends who have done that as well. And then we came to our church where we, where we go here in Alaska today and the youth and young adults that come out of that church they truly have this like fear of the Lord and it's this loving, intimate relationship with him. And so it's a place that we definitely want to remain on account of that. But it was the first time in my life I had ever really seen that. And so I had to take this perspective of like, what's going on here that is so different from what I have seen like all throughout my life. And I think it was exactly what you said, these real authentic relationships with the Lord being lived out in front of their children. And so like you're saying, let your kids see you read the Bible, let your kids, you know, like I'm big at apologizing to my kids and like repenting Mm. to them. Like even when I sin against them, when I raise my voice or, or whatever it is that I'm like convicted, okay, that wasn't the best for me or my kids. Like, how do we get to yes? And so I love that. I appreciate you bringing that up. What are, what are, are some other ways? Let me re-say that. <laughs> what are some other ways um, that you see yourself or encourage others um, on your podcast, maybe even to live out this real authentic relationship? I think it's just starting with the baby steps. A lot of us think that in order to disciple our kids, we need to have like a library of devotions and heaps of heaps of Bibles and pray for a long time and have an intense worship session. And that's with little ones in particular, that's just not reality. So I think it's really starting simple. And for us at the moment, you know, we're getting, um, because our school year starts at the beginning of the year, because it's our summer, Um, we've got back into routines. So we're establishing those routines as a family again. So it's more keeping it really simple. So we're just reading, reading a piece of scripture, uh, going through like, um, my daughter is now six. So she's advanced on from more of the storybook Bible, which is heaps like quite heavy on pictures and illustrations, 
but now it's quite text heavy, but still with a few pictures here and there. And so we we read it. It doesn't take that long, maybe like five to 10 minutes. So we read it together as a family. And then we ask her a few questions and she can ask us any questions. And it's amazing what she picks up that we, I, I totally wasn't like listening, obviously, as well <laughs> as she was. And then we just, we've really got into catechisms at the moment. So she really loves um, me quizzing her on those. And we're just going through those each night. And then we're praying for people that are on our hearts. And we just, that's, that's really where we're at at the moment, just keeping it quite simple. And once that's established, then we'll build on that. But um, I think not doing too much to start with, because we can all look at these videos or um, po blog posts or whatever about these really amazing family times. And that's, it's, it could work for some people, but it's just not reality sometimes. And I think we just get so frustrated that it's not going the way that we think that it should, that we kind of end up giving up. So I think it's just keeping it quite simple and just building once that, uh, what would you call it? Once that habit is established or yeah, you just build on that. I love that. Uh, I love that you're like, you're basically, you brought up all these other examples, but I'm like, yeah, we don't need a theology degree to no. be able to <laughs> disciple our kids. We don't have to go through this intense discipleship program and learn how to disciple people to be able to disciple our kids, nor others, really. It's about having that like authentic relationship. Um, I just, in my community, one of the ladies had shared her um, verse of the week that she was really like meditating on. And then yesterday it happened to be um, the verse of the day on my little Bible app. Um, and it was from James and it was talking about being doers of the word, uh, which I really love because I feel like that mm. is, it's taking out of the lip service and just saying you're going to do something or just reading scripture, um, but actually doing it. And so the verse was James one. 22 through 24. And it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and goes away. And at once forgets what he was like. Yeah. And it's like, man, what a perspective to think about looking in the mirror. And then as soon as you look away, you forgot what you looked like. And we can yeah. get caught up in that if we're you know, reading the word. And then as soon as we close it or we're praying, and then as soon as we say, amen, then we go back to doing whatever we're doing is like, no, let's be doers of the word, but it doesn't have to be complicated. I love that you had said keeping it simple. And you had even mentioned about how a lot of times it's our expectations that come into yeah. play there. I'm so grateful that you brought up, you know, your, how your daughter's like gone through this shift of like very picture illustration, heavy, kind of children's Bible stories to more text heavy, less pictures and how you take the time to read that together. There have been clients I've had that their Bible study, even for themselves, not even for their families, but like it stems to that, right? If we don't feel like we're having a, a close enough relationship or enough Bible time or enough prayer time, 
then, then we're not setting our children up for success or we're not like, we have this imposter syndrome about equipping them or discipling them. Um, and so I've had clients who it is their own expectations of themselves that they have to have these big lofty Bible studies. Like you're saying all these devotionals or whatever else, big worship sessions, in-depth prayer sessions in order to meet some kind of mark. But really it's, it is about keeping it simple. I had one mom that she just did her kid's Bible lesson with them in you know, a book, like you're talking about with your daughter and they discussed it and they prayed over it. And then she went and read in her Bible, like that same exact passion passage and then prayed Mm. over it. And like, just keeping it really simple. It doesn't have to be this big elaborate, like crazy thing. He just wants us to seek him and to seek his guidance. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that you pointed out that keeping it simple, um, and our expectations in that. Yeah, that's really important. I had one, um, guest that I don't know if she's already been on the podcast or not yet. Um, I've already recorded her episode though, but, um, she was talking about the importance of play and how we really learn through play and how she likes to incorporate faith and play together. And, and so it can look like both ways. She had given an example of playing with her kids just with baby dolls and then bringing in the question of like, Oh, do you know any babies that were in the Bible? And then having a conversation about that, or even doing their Bible time or like something that they've read in the Bible. And then allowing the Holy spirit to lead and recognizing times throughout the day where that message is relevant and can bring it back up in playtime or in just like doing life in the car kind of a thing. Um, and just incorporating that. So those things are just really sticking out to me too. And, um, in terms yeah, of, I love that. That's awesome. Do you have any more, um, ideas of like, ways to do this or like what, what kind of catechisms do you use? What, um, well, I interviewed on my podcast, um, sometime last year, um, Kira from alongside them and they've created a resource of catechisms and it was just amazing. Just I, cause I had heard a little bit of a, about it, but didn't really know a whole lot. So she filled in the gaps and it's just something that her and her sister started up and they've kind of developed a, a product and you just build on it. So I think the first thing is uh, who created the world? God, mm. you know, so they we build on it day by day and it's it's got some intense words in there and we, we unpack those words for our six-year-old. Um, but otherwise, it's really fun. She really enjoys it. Each time, each day we do it, we build on the last one. So she's getting, I don't know, it's that constant uh, learning by rote, I suppose. It's just mm-hmm. knowing the, the, the basics, the foundations. And even we're learning, like sometimes I'll, I'll include my husband in it and I'll ask him questions. And even he's stumped as to what the answer could be. And even me, like I've got the answer in front of me and I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah, that's that's so right. So one last night was um, how does God reveal himself to us? And we were kind of like, 
okay. And I said, there are three things. And one was the word, one was creation, and one was his character. Mm. And so we have to unpack what that means to our daughter. But yeah, it was really, it's really awesome. She's, I don't know why, she's just really loving it. And it's super easy, super simple. It doesn't take a long time. And we kind of make a little game out of it. So every time she gets the answer right, she likes to hear me go like ding, ding, ding. Um, in, in like a contest, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that floats her boat. But um, yeah, she's just really enjoying it. And it's it's good for me as well because it's going back to the basics and filling in those gaps. Yeah. So yeah, I hear we're you really there. liking I com- it. I completely agree. And I love that you pointed out too the like learning alongside our children, essentially. Like yeah. we're not the ultimate masters. Like we don't know it all. <laughs> no. Right? Like not even close, but <laughs> But taking the opportunity and really what we're, we're teaching them to learn and grow ourselves and see like, what does the Lord have in this for me too? But, um, I'm excited. Like as my son grows older, you know, he's just a toddler right now, but so many things I'm excited for him to learn because I get to learn with him. Um, totally unrelated, but playing the piano, I used to know how, when I was a kid and I used to know how to read music and, um, I don't know how to do that anymore. And I thought, oh, well, I can learn how, but then I'm like, well, he's going to be in piano lessons in a few years and I can just go and observe. And when he has practice time, I can practice with him. And, um, and so it's just fun to, to be able to watch our children grow in the Lord, but then also see how he's like constantly growing us as well. So I think that's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. I love learning from our daughter because as I said, she's she comes up with these questions that are way off. Like I have no idea where they came from. But sometimes she will ask me those questions that as a six-year-old, you really wouldn't think um, are being asked. So what did she say to me? We were talking about Satan. And because I, I wanted to know that um, there's an enemy out there and mm-hmm. he's, he's got intent to do us harm so Mm -hmm. not to scare her or anything but you know like kind of goody and baddie kind of situation which she's aware of and then we talked about you know how how he started you know he actually was you know one of the head angels he was pretty pretty important and um he over uh his his deal was worship so we talked about that and then we talked about the fall and you know how he he really wanted a lot more than what he should have had and so he took you know quite a few angels with him and then our daughter said to me okay well we're you know I said he he lives there's a place called hell and that's where he he dwells and then she said to me um so does God love Satan and I was like well oh my goodness um I guess he does because God is love like he he is his arch enemy but <laughs> I guess he does love him and I, it kind of stumped me because I've never thought of that before I mean we all know God is love but I've never thought about him loving Satan <laughs> so yeah it was just threw me a curveball and I was like oh I I guess and sometimes it's been again taking it back to authenticity and 
sometimes she will ask those questions and I really don't know. So I'm honest with her and I'm like, Hun, honey, I actually don't know. So I'm going to find like, let's find that out together, which is good because I mean, I want her to come to me if she has those, or if and when she has those questions about anything, you know, I don't want her going to the world to find out certain answers to her questions, but I want to be real with her and actually tell her, like, actually, that's one that I'm not 100% sure on, so let's figure that out together. Yeah, which is huge. Like, you're also in that process, I think, teaching her how to, to yeah. find those answers for herself. Right. If she has a question, like, and then coming alongside her and saying, okay, let's find, let's find this out together. And, um, obviously as she gets older, you know, it'll be more, more equipped. I have another mom who was on the podcast recently and her, she has multiple boys, I think five boys and wow. wanted to set out to do, um, like this discipleship and characteristics, um, of men from scripture, like Bible study for her kids. And some of them are older, like already married. Um, and then one of them's younger, but her, I think he's a 12 year old, her 12 year old has been like so critical and, and her writing this Bible study that was just recently released for, um, you know, characteristics of, of young men and, and godly men, um, in scripture. And so all of her boys played a role in pulling out information and all of the characteristics were ones they picked out from Bible stories that they've read that God really pressed on their hearts. And it's just so beautiful that this has come to be something that is going to be able to be in the hands of, you know, moms and boys everywhere to do together. Yeah. Also that like in that process, her kids now know that they're able to go to scripture and glean truth and practical life application and seek out answers for themselves. And so I see you doing that same thing, right? Let's, I don't know the answer, yeah. but let's dig in and find out. And so that's a huge, um, huge props to you because that's going to be so valuable <laughs> to her as she grows up as well. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. And then building that trust too. I think that mutual trust and you're like, well, honestly, I don't know, but let's figure it out. And so it makes me think of all the other times, you know, in the future, she's going to encounter something and say, well, I don't know, but let me go check with my mom because even if she doesn't know, I'm sure she'll help me figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we want. I, I don't want to be pretend to be something I'm not and I'm not the fountain of all knowledge yes and and I also don't want to like a lot of the time she's she is coming out with these tendencies like oh I know that answer when she really doesn't and <laughs> where yeah we don't we don't want to I know it sounds really stink but we don't want a little know-it-all on our hands either so <laughs> we've right. got to model it we've got to model it to our kids, how, how we would like them to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I like how you, you'd kind of brought up humility, essentially, like yeah. you want, you know, right. That you don't know it all. You're not a fountain of knowledge. Um, yeah. And, but then also exemplifying that for her too, is like, that's how we disciple our kids too. Right. Just showing them what it's like to live with truth and, um, the characteristics of a believer and, and modeling that out before them. So, yeah, 
Awesome. Absolutely. So Mama's Mission is your podcast. I know you hosted me, um, interviewed me on there a few months back. What can people expect um, to find on your podcast? What kind of topics do you cover and or, or teachings do you have? Well, we really um, unpack what it is to disciple your kids and also how to go about it. But my main objective is to inspire mamas out there to actually give it a try. God really put it on my heart that, you know, our children are a gift and we know they are a gift. But sometimes in the busyness of life, things like discipling, um, even though you can do it on the go, sometimes it is, it's really good to get intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's really important. So you're going to hear a whole lot about discipleship. And you're also going to hear, I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of my target audience, obviously mamas, and if they choose to stay at home or not, that's fine. But I think it's also unpacking how to manage things in the home and life in general to free up a bit of time. Because obviously, you know, we all get busy and it's almost like we're glorifying busy these days. Mm. And I think we just need to pare things back a bit, make it a bit more simple. So I don't pretend to have it all together. Um it is a lot easier for us because we've only got the one at the moment and I am at home um, and I do live in a tiny house. It's very small. So I don't have to spend a whole lot of time cleaning or anything like that, but yeah, just um, unpacking routines and things like that to make things just that little bit easier. So whether it is to help you with discipling or whether it is to help you free up a bit of time in some way, because I think we can come up with all of these excuses as to why we can't disciple. Like that was the recent one that I just recorded was how to smash out the top three excuses. I think it was or top five excuses as to why we just don't make the time to disciple. And even myself, like I know it's something that God's put on my heart and it is a real passion of mine. But sometimes at the end of the day, it's the last thing I can think of doing because I'm shattered and it's been a big day. And sometimes, hey, you just go with it and you don't get to do those things and don't beat yourself up. But other times it's freeing up that time, you know, whether you meal prepped a little bit to make sure that you will have a little bit of time before bedtime so that you can actually sit down as a family and read read a a piece of the Bible together or something like that. So yeah, that's what you're going to hear here on my podcast. I love it. Encouragement, intentionality, routines, making the time to be able to disciple our kids. So yeah, very, very cool. Very powerful stuff. I think it's definitely needed, um, needed in the world, needed for moms. So Thank you for doing that. Um, I know it's mama's mission. I will drop the link to her podcast in the show notes and, um, you're on Instagram as well. You said at a dash of Deb. Yep. That's right. I've slowly, I took quite some time. I'd like a long break just with events that are happening in the world. And I was just getting a little bit overwhelmed with everyone's opinions and, 
Mm. Um, finding that it was quite a toxic space just for myself. So I took some time away from social media, but I've come back slowly but surely. And it's good. You know, you I'm in a better headspace myself. So those um the the opinions of others don't really have that much of an impact on me. But yeah, now, which is really great. But yeah, yeah I am back there. <laughs> It's definitely um, easy to get caught up in just so much on social media, wasting your time, (laughs) keyboard, (laughs) what are they called? Keyboard warriors or something like that. Just people (laughs) shouting their opinions from the rooftops. Oh, so true. Yeah. So I hear you there. I think it's definitely a space we have to be very intentional about managing our time and our our expectations and um, how we're feeding ourselves, whether it's from social media or the word, very different fruits come from that. So yeah. Well, awesome. Super exciting. I'll definitely drop the links for all of that in the show notes. Um, Last question that I always love to ask my guests before we jump off is what does intentional abundance mean to you? Oh, it's, it's a good one. I think intentional abundance, I think it's just I don't know, maybe this is my, because I'm a teacher by profession, maybe this is the teacher coming out of me, but we do need to plan. We do need to have some intention in what we're doing. And is even as in what I was saying, you know, discipling our kids, you can totally do it on the fly. Um, you know, going for a walk and, oh, wow, who made that tree? You know, God, and then it could generate some discussion, which is, I'm all for that. But I think it's also about being intentional as well and putting that time aside, freeing up time to actually get in the word, actually praying, things like that. So I think, and that's hopefully where we're going to get abundance from. Hope, hope in, a, in a perfect world. I mean, it doesn't always work out the way we want it to, but I, I'm, I'm a firm believer, like not plan everything and be intentional about everything. But I think it is super important, especially with our kids. And in this like topic that we're talking about, we do need to get a bit intentional, as well as for ourselves as well. You know, when we're having our quiet time, if we're just picking words at, at random, like scripture at random that we're going to read, uh, it could it could do great things for you. But I think it's it's going to be a lot more abundant for you if you are actually a little bit more intentional about things absolutely I couldn't agree more (laughs) I love it I just love hearing everyone's responses to that so well awesome Deb any parting words or thoughts or anything that the Lord is putting on your heart to to share before we go I think just that it is, as I said, some mamas and, and dads out there as well, we get a bit overwhelmed in this whole concept of discipleship. Even hearing the word, some people cringe and and don't even know what it actually means, to be honest. But I, yeah, I really just want to encourage your listeners that you can totally do this. There is no person better to disciple your child than you. And you were gifted your children for a reason. And a lot of parents, I think, like to think, oh, my child goes to a Christian school or I'll put my child in kids' church on every Sunday. Like they're totally going to become these amazing warriors for Christ. And it's that's not 
necessarily the reality like as you were talking about with your church that's so awesome that that's the fruit of your church the young people but I would I would probably like to say that their parents had a whole lot to do with it as well yeah and you know it's an it's an important role that we've been given and we kind of need to take it a little bit seriously and not not too seriously but yeah take it a bit seriously and just to encourage those listeners that you can do this it's not that overwhelming like just keep it simple Mm. pray and ask the lord like what's one thing i can do seriously help me out here because i'm praying that all the time i do not have this all together and sometimes it all turns to custard and i'm thinking we're getting nowhere here um but it is good so and and he will always come through this is not something that you have to do by yourself at all this is something that he desires us to do so he's going to make a way absolutely I love that you're like it all turns to custard sometimes (laughs) I I do not know how mom's mother or how parents parent without the Lord. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love that. You're like, just keep it simple and just pray and go back to him. And so yeah, love, love, love it. I agree. Um, you've encouraged me today and I'm so grateful. And I know all the listeners are going to um, be encouraged as well. And some great practical tips on how we can go and make disciples in the very walls of our home. Oh, that's awesome. So thank you, Deb. I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you all have a blessed day as well. (laughs) Thank you. Hey mamas, I've got a super special announcement for you today. You know that I am passionate about helping women, specifically mothers everywhere, live from the freedom that comes along with a strong relationship with Christ and living with biblical truths written on your hearts. For a while now, I have felt God asking me to bring together a group of women and it has happened. I am inviting you to the I Am Mom event. It is a life-giving momference, if you will, and it's happening May 17th and 18th. We have a lineup of 15 powerful speakers that are all women, mothers, wives who love and fear the Lord. We are covering everything from health to parenting to living in your God-given gifts, marriage, all things faith-based, intentional living, decluttering your home, and so much more. These speakers are going to be bringing the fire in these very powerful 15-minute teachings. And we're covering two days because I know you're a busy mom. Even just setting a few hours a day aside is going to be a lot, but I encourage you, set the time aside, get a babysitter, have dad take care of the kids, whatever you need to do at this event. Because our goal is to have you leaving this event with a heart that is overflowing 
filled with peace that surpasses understanding, and a load of practical tips and advice that you can take back to your home and serve your family and your community in the way that you want to show up. So, mark your calendars, visit intentionalabundance.life backslash I am mom for more information and to grab your free ticket. Also, before you go, I want to make sure that you know, for a very, very small fee of $7, you're able to have lifetime access to every single one of these teachings. So for the cost of like a venti cup of Starbucks, you can have access to all of these teachings, whether you're able to attend live or not. And even if you miss one here or there, or even if you catch the whole thing and you just want to refer back to them, they're going to be there. So again, head on over to intentionalabundance.life backslash I am mom to snag your free ticket. The link is also in the show notes. I'll see you there, sister.